This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 217. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, over the past couple of years, our Facebook group, the Peas and Carrot Society, what up, guys, has grown into a vibrant, engaged community of amazing people. Larissa and I have talked in the past that podcasting has many rewards, but one of the rewards that comes with it is we meet so many interesting and inspiring people, uh, particularly members of the Peas and Carrot Society. And we thought it would be fun to have some of those discussions on the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Chris Bishop, who is one of the members of said group, uh, about yoga, nutrition, and whatever else comes to mind. So without further ado, please welcome Chris Bishop. Well, welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Oh, we're so glad to have you here. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that we became friends through the Peas and Carrot Society, right? That's how you became part of that group, and we started talking, and I know we're personal friends on Facebook now, Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I actually grew up in New England, uh, served in the military after after university. Uh, I got a bachelor's degree in parks, recreation, and tourism from the University of Maine. And I spent about the last 18 years um, working in natural resource-based recreation management. Um, so that's the like the vocation side. The, the avocation side, uh, I'm really into physical fitness, and, and in particular, um, my, my passion for yoga and plant-based diet has really grown in the past few years. Great. Yeah. And you post the most amazing yoga pictures on I your know. on your personal Facebook page, things that I could never even uh, attempt. I mean, well, I could attempt it, but I'd probably end up in traction. <laughs> the emergency so room. That's so nice of you. <laughs> the emergency room for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, and Chris, we, Larissa and I always say about how one of the rewards of doing the podcast is that we meet so many interesting people. And one of the first things that caught my eye with you was the amazing yoga poses that you do that Larissa just referenced that would put us both in the emergency room. But how did you get started with yoga? Uh, I first started practicing yoga. Um, I, I belong to a fitness center in Northern New Hampshire and I, I was going into mostly use a treadmill and lift weights and things like that, but they had a once a week yoga class and I was really curious about it, so I went in and I, I tried it a few times, and I knew that I really liked it. And but I wasn't I wasn't super consistent at that time. I was really trying to to manage uh, my waistline at at the gym instead of in the kitchen. So uh, I was more concerned with getting things like cardio in and and, and some heavy weight lifting and things like that. Um, fast ten years, I got it. I got to a place in my life where um, work and stress had kind of crep up on me and, and my weight got up and my blood pressure was up. And, uh, in addition to that, I'd, I'd stayed active the whole time, but some of the ways that I'd taken care of myself in the past just didn't feel good to my body anymore. So I went through this little period of mourning when I realized I was going to have to make some changes. But I also thought, um, I tried yoga years ago. I really liked it. Maybe, maybe this is my opportunity to, um, try yoga again and really dip deep into the pool and, and be consistent and, and see if this can be for me what it is. And I, I have to say, uh, my experience, I've, I've only been really consistently practicing yoga for 
uh, not quite three years yet, but it, it's exceeded my expectation in every way. Um, my, I'm as strong as I've ever been. My conditioning is good as it's ever been. My balance is better than it's ever been. And, and even some of the things that I used to do that I thought were off the table for me as far as uh, taking care of myself, the yoga practice has gotten my body back to a point that as long as I do it with some restraint, I'm able to do some of those things as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what 10 years of maturity, you know, can do for you, uh, uh, spiritually and, and mentally and, and, you know, get you ready for something like this. So, you know, whereas 10 years ago, you probably weren't now you are. Absolutely. I, I, I liked yoga 10 years ago. I thought the pace was a little, uh, slow for, for me. What I've since realized is that there are lots of different types of yoga so I can get any kind of pace that I want. And, and as you say, with a little growing up, the pace feels just about right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and then you, are you, you mentioned that you're plant-based, are you vegan or vegetarian or do you I, not I am. Put I'm in. vegan, but I've only been vegan really since about the middle of December. Um, mm-hmm. I, when I was trying to lose weight and, and going through um, practicing yoga consistently, uh, my wife, Sarah, and I went through Weight Watchers, and I lost about 25 pounds, mm-hmm. and I got stuck. I got stuck on kind of a plateau, and I just couldn't seem to get beyond it. So I had about 10 pounds to go, and I worked with a nutrition coach. And, um, she, she was terrific and a a great help to me and helped me get the rest of the way to my goal, but also really encouraged me. She, she wasn't encouraging me to be vegetarian or vegan, but to eat more plants and less meat. What I found is that worked really well for me. My body responded well, and I felt great on that kind of a diet. And the more plants, the less meat that I ate, the more, I think, in tune I was with how those things were making me feel. Uh, and I stuck with the things that make me feel good and, and, and really ultimately eliminated the things and not just, just plant, uh, n- not just meats, but, but things like, um, sugars make me feel really, really funny in a not good way. Right. Um, I'm very judicious about wheat and soy, uh, things like that. In addition, uh, you had said that you started out when right before yoga that you were doing some weights and probably what a lot of people do in the gym. Ha- are you still continuing? Do you do you use those uh, in conjunction with yoga as well now, or do you pretty much stick with yoga as your primary form of exercise? Uh, the first year, year and a half of yoga practice, I did almost exclusively. Other than I give my dogs a thirty-minute walk every morning, but other than that, mm-hmm. it was almost all yoga. But since then. Um, I can't run fast and I can't run far, but I run three and a half or four miles a couple times a week. I lift weights a couple times a week. Uh, I train in Brazilian jiu-jitsu about an average of two days a week. In, in a, my yoga practice, the goal is, is five classes a week. Uh, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's seven, but, but the goal is always five. I, I don't know if I'm as familiar. One of the things you said intrigued me about the different types of yoga, and it makes sense that there's – I'm just not as familiar, although I love the idea of yoga. <laughs> it seems so spiritual, and it does seem – you know, you were saying sometimes it's a little uh, slow for some people, or it can be, depending on the type of yoga it is. And I, you, I think I find like I almost need that, you know, kind of the slowing down, the intentional slowing down I think would actually benefit me. Can yes. you just for a newbie like me, uh, can you maybe give a couple of the the basic types of yoga? I'm sure there's a lot. So, I mean, but maybe just some of the more common types of yoga. Absolutely. I'm by no means an expert, but what I can tell you is for somebody that's looking for something with a little bit of a, a slower pace and something that's going to be, you know, more in line with restoration and healing, uh, a traditional hatha 
yoga class, the poses are done like one at a time in isolation and they're not put together mm -hmm. in a flowing sequence. I think that's a great place to start. Restorative yoga classes or yoga nidra classes are both very relaxing and very quiet and contemplative. Uh, I think for people getting started, I, I think that's that's also a great place. Uh, the other one that I, I really like that, that is not as physically intense is called yin yoga. And in contrast with, with um, much of yoga, uh, yin yoga is based in, in the concepts of traditional Chinese medicine. So it's designed to target imbalances in the, in the energy meridians through the body. So in particular, the, the kidney and the liver meridians. So a lot of hip and lower back poses, the, the poses are, um, are also held for a really long time. They're like three to five minute holds per pose per side. So it's not like a sweaty, strenuous class, but it's really intense. And, and I used the word contemplative earlier to talk about hatha and restorative yoga nidra, but I think yin is also very, very contemplative. But for folks that need a little bit more action and want something that's a little little faster, um, any kind of a vinyasa, and vinyasa is, is just a flowing yoga. Um, I think, it, you know, yoga basics, sometimes a lot of studios offer um, – a, a course series for folks new to yoga so they can go in two or three times a week for three to four weeks and really get a good understanding of the pose alignment so that they don't injure themselves and, and get gain a little bit more confidence before they get into a, a studio class uh, for the first time. But um, flow, flowing sequences, um, there's a continuum of difficulty uh, like Baptiste uh, style yoga or Power yoga, particularly in heated rooms, are very, very strenuous. My home studio is Awaken Yoga Studio in Sugarland, Texas, and I would say the the hot power flow classes are are as rigorous as uh, it, maybe it's not fair to compare them, but but I think I would um, I, I'd put it on par to, to maybe a, a 10k or, or more as far as uh, the level of strenuousness on the body. It looks it looks very difficult. yeah yeah it <laughs> the, does that come out dripping yeah and i um oh i was just gonna ask so chris as you talk to people about uh yoga what are some of the primary reasons that they give for not trying it and i can tell you now and i'm, I'm gonna guess because it's the reason i give i'm not very flexible yeah, <laughs> it's I probably that, one of the top ones question. i would say yeah, <laughs> not that, very that, flexible really and not very coordinated that, that's the big one that i hear so it happens, like I was on vacation recently, and I went into a grocery, I checked out at a grocery store in a yoga shirt, and the person helping me with the bagging told me, oh, yoga, you know, I'm really interested in yoga, but I can't touch my toes. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, that's a valid concern, and I get where people are coming from with that. But what I would say is one great way to, to develop greater flexibility is to start practicing. Um, I couldn't touch my toes, uh, at least consistently when I started practicing yoga. And the truth is, uh, at the beginning of the day, when I first get out of bed, I can't touch my toes now, but at the end of my yoga practice, um, I can. The other thing I would want people to know, because what you mentioned, I'm not flexible enough. Um, most of the things that I hear are different versions of a, a storyline people have in their heads that based on I'm not enough. So I'm not strong enough to, to start yet, or I'm not thin enough to start yet. I'm not flexible enough to start yet. Um, I think if somebody has an interest, I would really encourage them to start now. And I think whatever their goals are, whether it's strength or losing weight or touching their toe, their toes, I think yoga can help with all of those. Um, my, my opinion in this, again, I'm not a yoga teacher. I'm just a, a, an avid practitioner. But I feel like yoga poses are based on flexibility, balance, and strength. 
and each pose and even to a degree some sequences are more in line with one of those things than others and, and i think most people are not really great at all three things all three of those things maybe the celebrity yogis are but most of us um, have one or more of those things that don't come very easily. So one example is I would say I'm, I'm very strong. My balance is middle of the road, but I am not flexible. So I've got some poses where I use props. I use blocks and straps to help me with the flexibility. And I've got some poses where I can add on and do a more challenging version because I've got, I've got, uh, a, you know, a reasonable amount of strength. But, but I think, uh, anybody that's worried about those things, I think those are great ways to help improve that area rather than an obstacle to keep them from practicing. Well, and that's I definitely agree. And even when I say that excuse, I know it's kind of I say it with a smirk sometimes because I think, well, <laughs> if I did it, I would probably be able to be more flexible. I've just always very I'm very impatient when it comes to certain things. And when I did play sports when I was younger, I tend to play the more hardcore uh, sports. And, you know, it's one of these people that didn't give much. I didn't put much into like stretching and such. And when you're young, that's not as big of a deal. But when you get older and you try to do stuff like that, you can hurt yourself. You know, I pulled hamstrings now and things that I wouldn't have, I never did when I was younger, when I played a lot harder, um, just because your body changes. And I think you do have to pay attention to that kind of yeah, thing. Well, absolutely. and the thing that I like about, uh, the thing I like about the restorative yoga, and I've done a little bit of that is that, uh, there are always options and I'm sure there are with, with any type of yoga, there are always levels and there are always options. So, you know, the, the, um, courses I do, I've done some online and the instructor always will give, you know, um, two or three different kind of levels of each pose, which I really like because some of them I can do like the regular way or, and some of them I have to do like modified because I have several slip discs in my back or my neck or, you know, so it's nice to have those options. Oh, I completely agree. And to me, that's one of the hallmarks of a good teacher. I mean, to, to give ways to add on and make a pose more difficult for people who are ready for it, but more importantly, to provide some good modifications because each one of our bodies is different and that's not good or bad. It's just, it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, the most important thing is to be able to really enjoy the practice, to get out of our heads and into our bodies and, and, and to not injure ourselves during the practice. Yeah, that's always a plus. Yeah. yeah. And you also made me feel a little bit better when you were talking about the the balance, the strength, and the flexibility because I actually have pretty good balance and I have decent strength. Uh, it's just the flexibility that I need to work on. And so that even just saying it that way made me feel a little bit better like, well, I probably can do some of this. At least I have a starting place yeah, absolutely. And, and some goals I can work on. Uh, do you mind if I give you so, one more reason that people tell me sometimes? That they, absolutely. Uh, one other thing is um, I hear people say, I would love to practice yoga, but I can't do the things that I see on Instagram photos or on the cover of Yoga Journal. <laughs> yeah. And I would just encourage anybody that thinks that is to, is to not worry about those poses. Um, a lot of the poses, I would say, you know, honestly, even some of the ones that I post on Facebook are party favors. That's not the important <laughs> part of yoga or the, the benefit of yoga. That's something that I'm playing with and, and having fun with. And um, like the, the stuff on the magazine covers, <laughs> I, I can't do those things either. And, and, you know, maybe some of them I'll be able to someday and, and others I probably never will. But uh, I'm at peace with that. I'm getting what I need out of my practice. You know, that's a really good point because uh, I was reading a book by her. Uh, the author's name is Carol Dweck, and it was a mindset. I think it's called Mindset. Mindset, I think, is the name of the, the book. And it was talking about how you're either in a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And when you're in a fixed mindset, you think that 
everybody like for example like you were just saying you see pictures of people doing things and you think they just instantly got that way <laughs> that's right and they're not really that's thinking right. about all the things that you go behind it right so like even uh, so i'm a guitarist and thinking about you know if if, if i looked at Jimi hendrix all the time and thought i'm not that then i would never even pick up my guitar you know so you gotta you're absolutely right is that comparing yourself to what masters who do this all the you know all the time uh will really can really be discouraging so it's important you have the right mindset when you're when you're uh picking up a practice of anything really yeah, absolutely okay so if i was interested in in uh starting this which by the way i am and i'm not just saying that because we're talking <laughs> i really am i think there's a lot of benefits i think I, well like i said as i get older i know my body's changed i'm a lot heavier than i was when i was younger and I really want, there's just, I'm just feeling an imbalance overall. And like I said, not so much with my sense of balance, just something out of whack. And when I think about yoga, it just seems like right. It seems like it, it hits that spot for me. That's something I should try that I can benefit from. So if I was looking for a yoga studio or a community, where would you direct, direct me? Um, I, I, you know, yogafinder.org is is a great resource to to get a sense of of where studios are but uh i i think just putting in your your city and yoga can pull up a lot of resources um i am fortunate in that I, you know I, i'm able both through work and in on my personal interest i get to travel quite a bit both in the state of texas and in um further out and so i do drop-in classes to a lot of studios and i've made some observations that that I think might be useful for folks that are searching for a yoga studio and a yoga community. Uh, and the first one is, um, do the staff there, do they make you feel welcome when you walk through the door? Um, I've been, most yoga communities that I've, I've been to, I'm, I'm happy to say, um, when I walk in the studio, there's somebody that's working there. They're available to answer questions, to help me with what I need to do for my first class there, but but also friendly and making me feel like I belong there. But I've also been to a few studios where, where I didn't necessarily get that same sense. Um, so how welcome do they make you feel is something that I'd be looking for. Um, in the first class, and I would really you know, encourage folks that are just starting out to dabble and experiment with a couple of different types of classes and see, because I, I can imagine a scenario where somebody goes to a yoga class that's not a great fit for them and feel like they don't necessarily, that, that maybe they don't like yoga, but they may not just like that particular class or style of yoga. Uh, so, so to really experiment and try some different things on and see if they can find a fit. Um, I would think about, and, and when I travel, I think a lot about how, you know, professionalism in the teaching staff, you know, are, are they um, giving logical line cues and sequences or, or are they, um, do I feel confident that I'm not going to hurt myself based on the instructions that they give, that they give me? The, the worst thing in my mind that I can, I can have happen is I go into a yoga studio to try to take good care of my body. And then I give myself an injury that's a setback. You know, I'm in my mid-40s. It takes a, it takes a while for those things to heal now. Uh, so do I have trust and confidence in the, in the teaching staff? Um, for a community, if it's a place where someone is going to be practicing a lot, I think chemi- chemistry means an awful lot. So um, if, if you go in and everything just clicks and you feel comfortable with um, what the environment is, both from the staff at the, the front desk that help to check you in, um, the teachers, the other yogis uh, that have their mat side by side with yours, do, do, does it feel like uh, a place that you would want to, that you could feel at home with? Uh, I think chemistry means a lot. 
Um, the yoga style, is it in sync with, with your needs? So some studios um, only offer a, a particular style or type of class. Others uh, have a diversity of classes. And I think either one of those type of environments can be a good fit for someone as long as they're getting what they need from it. Uh, one of the other nice things about yoga, in my opinion, is in one of the reasons I think that anybody can really benefit from yoga is that there are so many different styles of yoga uh, I feel like I can continue practicing yoga the rest of my life. So I- I'm hoping to be able to do hot power flow classes in, in, in power vinyasa for as long as I can. But there's going to come a day when that no longer feels good. And that's going to be more a source of injury than a source of nourishment for me. Um, I, I can go to restorative. I can go to hatha. I can go to yin. Uh, I have lots of other options. And for people just starting out, that, that maybe some of those aren't accessible. There are even styles of yoga for people that are in chairs. So I think it, it's a it's a it's something to think about. Am I going to be able to get my needs met here? The last thing I would say about community, and you know, this isn't a guarantee, just, just like um, styles of yoga are diverse, that the diets of people within a yoga community are, are also very diverse. But there's a teaching in yoga called ahimsa that is non-harming. And so I think the the proportion of people um, who are vegetarian and vegan or who are otherwise just in touch with what their body needs. So maybe they've got uh, celiac disease or Hashimoto syndrome or something, some other kind of a, a strong gluten uh, reaction or intolerance. Um, there seem to be a lot of folks with those type of dietary styles within a yoga community for, so for like listeners to the vegetarian Zen podcast, and this has been my experience for myself. I found a lot of support for the types of food I eat, um, in, in the, in, in my home yoga community. Wow. That's, that's, uh, all of that is great advice. And, uh, but that last one, especially, um, is, is just so powerful, I think, because, you know, many of our listeners are in a plate, many, Many of our listeners are in a in a big community with you know access to vegetarian restaurants and and markets and but a lot of them are not. Uh, you know we have people who are in smaller towns, Midwest towns that maybe are not you know or Texas towns <laughs> that maybe are smaller and not as veg friendly, um, but. It's more; they're more likely to find a yoga studio than, say, a vegetarian restaurant. So I think that that would be a good place to maybe um, help some of our members to uh, connect. Yeah, absolutely, get to meet more like-minded people. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think another thing you can do, and of course, this is this is in conjunction with everything you already said, Chris, uh, because this is also not fail-proof, but also do your due diligence online, even to check out some of the reviews. And of course, every place is going to have positive and negative reviews because you can't please everybody necessarily but that's a good starting place too i always research places especially like this as just another component because if you see like oh the facility was really dirty consistently in reviews and such that might be a flag that maybe they're not taking as much care of the studio or which means they're probably not putting as much into it too oh that's a great idea all right, so I know you've got some exciting things coming up, Chris, and I, I don't think you're ready to roll that particularly out yet, but um, where can listeners find you? How can they connect with you? So I'm on both Instagram and Twitter as Heart First Yogi. Uh, I also have um, a Facebook page for uh, a, a business that I'll be opening in the next 6 to 12 months, um, 
Heart First Yoga and Wellness. So the page is there. People can like the page and follow it, and I'll be putting announcements for what's going on. But I was recently certified through Precision Nutrition as a sport and exercise nutrition coach. Uh, I'll be going through a 200-hour flow um, yoga teacher training at my home studio in Sugarland starting in September. And then summer 2018, I actually have been accepted into a yin yoga teacher training in Sayulito, Mexico. So lots of exciting things happening. And, and if folks are interested, um, may, maybe in, in receiving some of those services, but, or, or if nothing else, just following and, and seeing what's going on. Um, keep your expectations low at the start, if you would, but, but I'll share information as it comes available. That's awesome. Absolutely. And people can also people can also find you in the peas and carrots, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and we'll put we will put all of your links, um your your social media links, the Facebook page for your new business you're working on. Put all of that in the show notes for this episode and so um you know, folks will be able to to link to you there. Oh, that is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So any parting words of advice, Chris, before we uh let you get back to your Sunday? Uh, one of my yoga teachers and, and yoga mentors says, if you can, you must. So I think if, if folks are curious about yoga and they want to start, um, identify the storylines and honor them, but but set them aside and just get into a studio and, and, and try it. Um, and I think if people are consistent, there are a lot of people that could, could benefit from a consistent yoga practice. You have sincerely gotten me pumped up about this. And, you know, I'm very lucky in that my... my uh job my corporate job where i work we actually have a gym in inside of my work and uh they offer classes and one of them is a yoga class so i am really sincerely gonna gonna try this and we're friends on facebook so you'll see it now. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. See, that's amazing you'll see i'm not just talk. i'm not just uh just talking because we're <laughs> please we're let me know what you right think now. i'll be Seriously. really interested to hear i definitely will and and like i said i'm gonna give it a, a little bit I, i'm not sure how uh, you know, the classes are typically good there, but I've never been to one. So I'll, uh, but what you said about giving it a try, maybe that particular class, it just doesn't ring resonate with me and tr- try it again or try a different. Well, time. and we also belong to the Y, uh, right down the street from our house. So there, I know they offer classes there too. So plenty of ops and options for us. Awesome. And, and I don't know how close you are to the Riverwalk, but in San Antonio, there's a beautiful little uh, studio called Southtown Yoga Loft that, that I had a really great experience at. Okay. Oh, we'll definitely check that yeah. out. I just wrote that down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Southtown Yoga. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Chris. We really appreciate you hang, hanging out with us on Sunday. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for, for inviting me. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Hey, take care. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.